Today's episode of the Mike and Rob podcast is brought to you by Tree Bark. Go get yourself some Tree Bark, stupid. Coming to you live from Rob's living room, it's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mike and Rob podcast. This hello. Is, you already did that one. You got to have a new hello. Hello. No, you did it twice already in this show. <laughs> Come up um, with a new hello. Hi. There you go. Well, that was actually the one you did on the very first episode, I think. <laughs> Come me some slack. It's not easy just coming up with hellos all willy-nilly. I have a signature one. I go, hey, everybody. You do that one every time, and yeah, I never give you shit about it's, it. But it's my signature one. But I like my Russian hello. What, hello. But that's not how they say hello in Russian. Duh. Duh. <laughs> So this is episode 19 of the Mike and Rob podcast coming to you live from Rob's living room. Or as they say in French, 19. No, I think they say, ha ha, 19. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, Eiffel Tower, 19. You're all Disney. (laughs) Things like that. Actually, they say 10-9. What? What? 10-9. What does that mean? That's 19. The literal uh, translation of how they say 19 is 10-9. Diesnuff. <laughs> that ten sounds nine. German. Diesnuff. Diesnuff. <laughs> Diesnuff and nine. So, Rob, uh, this is episode 19 of the Rob and Mike podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, on episode 18, we talked a little bit. I gave you a little bit of shit about uh, the fact that somebody, I'm not going to say who, but somebody out there uh-huh. screwed up our ticket purchasing of the motley crew concert tickets yeah somebody did but you know what so we didn't get to go to the motley crew show but here's what happened i got an email and roughly the message said this it was that uh, at first i I was questioning the validity of this email okay and it was from an email it was i just assumed this was a listener but maybe even playing a joke but check this out who is It, it from it's from what was the email address? It, you know what? I'll have to look at it. It says it's from Mike Rob. No, see, it's to Mike Rob podcast at Gmail. That's ours. Oh. Um, but it was from Rob Mike podcast at mailg.com. Mail G. What the, the fuck is M A I L? And then the letter new, G. New email service we're not I, aware of? I've never heard of it. So anyway, I open it up and the letter says uh, Hey, Rob and Mike. Actually, I think what they were saying is, hey, Mike and Rob, this is Rob and Mike. And so I was like, it's from us? Or is it, it's no, it's not us, but people who have the same name as us. Yes, obviously. I mean, so you know, clearly we're not the only Mike and Rob said, combo out there. There's probably a, a few more. And what they said in the email was that they had gone to the Motley Crue concert. And I didn't really understand. I was reading through the email. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then it said something about they found our podcast. And realized that they were, or that we were in an alternate dimension from them. So I guess this was like, they were in an, an alternate dimension and from you just, us. And you just accepted that? Well, no, I didn't until I, I just played. Like, you said another dimension, so nope. okay. That's not how it works. Interesting. No, well, I, I was like, oh, a stupid thing. Then I played the audio file that they sent. They recorded an audio for us. And okay. they said it was from the Motley Crue concert that you and I didn't go to. So they were there. But not at the one that we missed. It was the one in an alternate dimension. 
Check this out. Listen to this. Do they even have Motley Crue in other dimensions? Yeah, but they don't. They put umlauts on on the E's instead of on the O and the U. That's weird. It's weird. Check it out. Hey, dudes. Okay, this is Rob and Mike. We're at the Motley Crue concert. Yeah, you having a good time, Rob? Yeah, I'm having a great time, Mike. Listen, we 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 we're in, I guess, an alternate dimension from you guys. Totally different dimension. This, see, I heard on your podcast because there's this internet thing, and I get your podcast. Yeah, it's a new app. It's awesome, and and I heard you guys didn't get to go to this show, but we did. In our reality, in our alternate it's universe, awesome. We got to go to the show. Molly Crew is rocking out right now. Rob, oh, I, dude, this, this is, is so, so awesome. Woo! Woo! Dude, Vince Steele so sounds great. Sweet. This is freaking out. The sprinklers came on earlier. But there was this chick oh. wearing a white t-shirt and no bra. It just bra. made it better. Oh, it was, it was so sweet. Oh, cool. Oh, that was so good. Woo! Woo! Holy crap! Here comes the guitar part. Anyway, so you see, in our universe, uh, I'm Rob, but that's Mike over there. And I think in your universe, the one that is married to Betsy and has the dogs in the house is Rob, right? Yeah, yeah. So, see, I let our Rob buy the ticket, so he didn't mess it up. No way. I did it perfectly. Dude. If you guys ever get a chance to come to our dimension and party with us, you should totally do it. All right, guys, we're going to take out and get out of here now because Motley Crue is rocking some too young to fall Seriously in love. rocking hard. Woo! Shoreline is so good in our dimension. Oh, this is sweet. I can't believe you guys didn't go. You too totally young. fucking missed out. Motley Crue! See, I don't know that that was us. Because I, I th- that had to be a hoax because they were playing Def Leppard in the background. No, that wasn't Def Leppard. That was Too Young to Fall in Love by Motley Crue. It was? Yeah, you don't know. Well, I'll bet the Rob in the alternate dimension. Well, no, it's Mike over there. You're Mike in that alternate dimension, I think. It's uh, Boy, that whole thing kind of threw me. But I, but that, that was our freaking voices, man. Yeah. That, I, mean, I don't know how anyone could I didn't sound us. anything like me, but that was definitely That's your actually, voice. That's actually exactly what you sound like. But that was the guy really? that in there. Uh, he said his name was Mike. And that, uh, the other guy who sounds like me was named Rob. I'm just a little so weirded out. So there actually out. is a, another dimension? I tried hitting reply and I got that Mailer Damon thing back. I hate that. Yeah, that stupid Mailer Demon. It's not a demon. It says Damon. D-A-E-M-O-N. I thought you just didn't pronounce the A. No, I don't know. It's not a demon, though. Oh, okay. But anyway, that was weird, huh? Dude, that is so weird. So, yeah, uh, there it is. There's alternate dimensions, apparently. And we can, I, they can email us, but I I can't email them back. So I don't know how to... And they're listening the, to us. The m- Rob, Mike, my, my, the, the, the me over yeah. there, he was saying something about there's an app. Well, so. I don't know what he meant by that, but I'm assuming they have the ability to listen to... He was emailing us. And Maybe they have an interdimensional to... email app over there. Oh, you think that's what it was? I guess. Interdimensional email. How else, do you, how else explain this? 
I, uh, how else to be explaining the email okay. that we got to I, I'm not great at explaining everything about how the internet works, let alone interdimensional email. And uh, somebody figured it out. And some sort of sciences about the multiple multiverse and uh, what do you call it? The um, quantum physics and all that shizzle. Yeah, somebody over there found the <laughs> algorithm rhythm for interdimensional email. The what? The algorithm. <laughs> Algorithm. It's like judiciary. Judiciary. Judicial. So, uh, moving on, I, I got. I'm just going to move a, on. Okay. I, I, there it is. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, so uh, there, there was uh, a couple. I put out a thing on the internet again and said, hey, what do you want us to talk about? And we actually got a few responses this time. So you know what that means? We're actually getting some people following us and paying attention and listening. Whoop, whoop. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so we got a few things, and I said, you know, hit us up with, a, hit us up, you'll get a shout out. You can ask us a question, raise a discussion of some sort, if you, you know, a topic, stump us with movie quotes and trivia and whatever else you want to do. So I got a few responses. Um, a bunch of them came from our friend Suzanne, who goes by Susie Sally on uh, this internet thing, and she gave us a couple things. First is a movie quote, and I think she's going way too easy on us. The okay. quote is, you ready for this movie quote? Okay. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Suze, come on. Okay, what was the name of the actual movie within the movie? Well, first name the movie. is Home Alone. Okay, now I can handle the other one. It's uh, Angels with Dirty Souls. Was it Filthy Souls or no, Dirty Souls? No, it's Filthy Animal. But it's Dirty Souls. Okay. So it's Angels with Dirty Souls, which is a fake film noir gangster movie from the 40s. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. Dead effect. <laughs> AC said you had some dough for me. Dead effect. AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. <laughs> I tell you what I'm going to give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I bump your guts full of lead. <laughs> all right, Johnny. All right. One, two, ten. Yes, that's that's the famous line from Home Alone. Um, it was also in the sequel somehow. They did something with the same actors and everything. It wasn't quite. It wasn't keep the change, you filthy animal. It was something similar yeah. like that, though. Something similar, but not nearly as good as the original. Yeah, kind of yeah, like, like the, they they tweaked it so that it would be cute for the second movie. Kind of like Home good. Alone one and Home Alone two in general. So yeah, pretty much. Um, thanks, Suze, but you're gonna have to do better than that. Uh, next without, up, without doing too much better than that, <laughs> right? Yeah, try try to stump us a little bit, but don't go crazy. Like some, like uh, just hello. make sure it's from a movie that everybody's seen. You can't you can't be like, here's the quote, hello. Yeah, and it can't be something that Hugh Grant's love interest said in a movie because we Ugh, won't get that either. Never. All right, moving on. She asked us about our thoughts about aliens in the United States. You know, the E.T. kind. Do you believe in aliens in our country? Uh, in our country? No. I mean, I don't believe that they're in our country, like, walking around. Which country are they in? Egypt. Of course. For sure. Pyramids. I mean, who doesn't want to see the pyramids? I mean, <laughs> they came to Earth just to look at the big pyramids. That's amazing. That's like, <laughs> I'd say interdimensional or space travel of, is. The pinnacle of slave labor <laughs> is the pyramids. Uh, okay, next question. 
Thoughts about aliens in the U.S.? The Caesar Milan kind. So I guess she means illegal aliens? I didn't know he was an illegal alien. I don't think he is. I'm That's a sure. much more topical question. Rob, Let's without getting too political, tell me how racist you are. <laughs> very, Mike. <laughs> I would say strong to very strong. Uh, no, what? actually, I mean, if they're willing to do work, other people won't, then so be it. I mean, well, I don't know that they're coming over here to, uh, you know, change bed linens and pick lettuce. That's not their dream. But they do. Well, that's not their dream. That's just the. F- it's nobody's dream. It's the uh, it's the entry level job for people who don't speak English. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. And it doesn't mean Mexicans. It can be Russians. It can be Lithuanians. It can be yeah Antarcticans. And it's like people make the argument, well, they're stealing jobs that Americans would do, and it's only like, if they're better at it. Well. It, I'm sure they would that farmers would hire for Americans if they'd be willing to work for the same wage. So that's the uh, the issue. And then it's is like, that, well, that's not a living wage, and it's like, well, they seem to make it work. No, they're not really making it work. They're living they're way not. below the poverty line. In fact, the poverty line is. They're getting, not homeless. No, but they're in poverty. They're in extreme. There's a lot of poverty. people that are in poverty. A lot more than ever. So now I'm not advocating that we shouldn't let them come here and do whatever jobs they can. Um, I think that uh, I'm I'm more I, in the favor of uh, a road to citizenship, a path to citizenship. Yeah, so that, I definitely think that the you know the the goal needs to be citizenship for them. Yes, of course, I agree with that. And uh, they should be like on some sort of radar now. I don't know what radar that would be or where it might possibly get funded, but actual radar. No. Oh, not like real radar. Mexican radar. Like you know, government radar. That radar. <laughs> right. So that they are uh, documented in some <laughs> so that form, up? yeah. Documented in some form, and not f- not so that they can be rounded up and and shipped off, but so that they can be integrated. Because somebody well, let, isn't that what they want? Somebody let my great great grandparents in here. You know, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, isn't that what they want? They don't come here so they can just be an illegal immigrant. Their no, whole there's lives. there there. I think there is an argument that there's some who come up here, make a bunch of money, and then go back down to Mexico and live for six months, come back, you know, do it back and forth and back and forth because there's. Uh, higher wage earning up here than in Mexico. Right. I think. So, I think we just need to work with the Mexican government harder to make Mexico better. That's it. That's what we believe. Thanks, Suze. Okay, moving on. Uh, from Mexico to another country, America's hat, Canada. We come from a question from Reuven. Um, America's hat. I'd never heard that. <laughs> Reuven, awesome. Reuven, the Canadian, wants to know. Ironically, what's the deal with America's fascination with bacon? It's fucking good. It's like the greatest substance on the planet. See, I, I challenge you to come up with a food that you can add bacon to that doesn't make it better. Mm, okay, let's see. Pickles. No. No, definitely better with bacon. Ice cream. No. Yep. Um, bacon. More bacon. Oh, that's true. Bacon with more bacon doesn't make it better. What about pumpkin pie? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, if you crisscrossed a, cru- a crust of bacon over the top Dude, of it? Dude, you're making my mouth water. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you're I right. I, I pose this question to people, and, and we had kind of a forum about it. I think the one thing we came forum? up with... Forum? What did I say? I, what I did heard I say? form. No, I said forearm. Okay, good, because I didn't know what a form is. I said forearm, just like you said. <laughs> and uh, I think one thing we came up with was Fruit Loops. <laughs> Which I thought that might be a little weird. It'd be hard to do, but what if you just 
you know, like Bakos. You just chopped them up into little bits. And oh, put Bakos them are awful. Don't no, don't well, even not those. I'm just saying the size of them. You chopped it all up into the size of little. I still think that'd be kind of weird. Okay, like just maybe cereal weird. with bacon. I mean, not cereal because I think Cheerios would be awesome with bacon, <laughs> but Fruit Loops. There's something about Fruit Loops that I'm too just sugary. Like, Maybe anyway, Too fruity, sugary. I don't know. Just moving on to work. Um, Let me know if you agree with me, folks out there listening. Susie uh, Sally actually uh, responded to that and said, Reuven and Keyshawn would be fascinated with bacon, too, if he wasn't Canadian. Well, they have their own bacon. Yeah, but they just call it. We call it Canadian. You know bacon. what? If our bacon was like Canadian bacon, we probably wouldn't be as into it either. Right. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. Canadian bacon. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's not American bacon. <laughs> not at all. Okay, so then uh, we do get a couple questions from Reuven uh, besides that one. Uh, is our universe inside of a black hole that's inside of another universe? Yes. Next question. Okay. I think it's no, but... I, I don't know. I think... I don't think that's possible. I I don't know. I'm not totally convinced that our universe isn't part of a larger being. Like they say in Animal House. Because uh, like the more you pull back. Are you getting your philosophy from the movie Animal House? I am. <laughs> Don't you? Mind if we cut in. What, what does he say? Mind if we dance yeah. with your dates. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but I mean, if you, I don't know. I've seen, of, of course, it's just like renderings of what they sure. think it looks like. We can't take a picture of our entire universe yet. Right. But it seems like. can't get a like, camera that far out yet. I mean, it's it's all ba- what they've come up with is based on com- computerific data. Oh, it's computerific. It's computerific, computerific. That's amazing that you just did that. Yeah, and um, so we it, see it kind of has like some structure to it. I don't know. Well, it looks like an atom, but it there's basically a solar. If a solar system worked the way uh, an atom works then the sun would be the center where the nucleus is and where the electrons begin uh, would be about as far out as the next galaxy. It's so empty space in between there. So yeah, it's hard not to, quite the same. Hard to think that we're made up mostly of space. Yeah. So there's that. Reuven, you've already asked this before. We've gone a little bit more into depth on it now and you need to come up with some better questions than that. Next question. Uh, next question comes from Reuven Kishan. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants he asks a very good question. How exactly does a banana phone work? Really? You don't know this? I guess Do they not. don't teach you in this Cana- in Canada? In grade 12? <laughs> if we have to explain it to you, you'll never understand it anyway. It's imaginary. <laughs> you put it to your ear and you start talking. It's it's up to you to convince everybody else that it works. <laughs> yeah, come on. You're getting lazy, Reuven. This is kind of embarrassing that we're even friends with you. Okay, so now the movie quotes come up again. And Reuven, who went on a field day with all this shit, said he wants to Good. know. Everyone should go on a field day. Yes. I want a hundred things to address From everybody, from each person. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the quote. Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. Short Circuit 2. Oh, Rob nails it. Nailed it. Okay, there you go. And Johnny um, Five comes in and he's all streeted up. 
I He's don't even remember metal any of that. mohawk. Like, and... I'll have to watch it again. But it, as I recall, that movie was not nearly as good as the original. <laughs> no, of course not. And that's why I just they... remember he's gold plated at the end of it. Like he gets yeah. destroyed, and they build him back coated in gold. Yeah, well, that's what you do with a robot. <laughs> and when I it, need what, a hero. When it, I don't even remember if he saved the day or like what exactly he. Yeah, because they're but... playing that song. I need a hero, and they're talking about Johnny Five. He yeah. saved the day. Uh, thanks, Reuven, for all that. So now we've yeah, got. Yeah, thanks, Reuven. Now we've got a question that's going to lead us into our next um, segment here. Uh, Mr. Michael Schwartz of uh, Texas, a little town called Austin or, or something just outside of Austin, said he'd like to hear you guys, meaning us guys, uh, are, he, hear your guys' thoughts on your favorite movie announcements, trailers, etc. that debuted at Comic Con. So Comic Con was this past weekend. Yeah, what did you I, hear? About? I read an article about it was like, what's the important news that's come out of Comic Con? Because there's a lot of news that comes out of Comic Con. Actually, apparently this year wasn't as big. Apparently, Marvel didn't announce any new characters or movies uh, that they're coming out with. Ant Man, but it's kind of already well, it's that not was already out. Yeah, apparently they've they've made a habit of announcing a new movie or character that's going to be in a movie, and and everybody thought it was going to be Deadpool. Oh, uh, who's um, yeah, let's not, not push one it. of the like, not, don't push it. They already kind of screwed him up in the Wolverine movie. Yeah. A little well, bit. there's there was a thing floating around on the Internet of like kind of a homemade. Uh, what do they call Deadpool. it? Like test footage. Oh, yeah. Of of a scene, which was actually pretty cool and had Brian Reynolds doing the voice. Oh, interesting. But it looked like it was I mean, it was all done digitally. So yeah. it's like a fully homemade anim- digitally animated movie. Huh? I did um, not see that. But it looked cool. Like they they seem to have gotten the character pretty right. He's just like super sarcastic and like kind of goofy, but at the same time a badass killer. Well, he's also uh apparently from what I understand from some other podcasts that I listen to, uh giving a shout out to the Media Vandal podcast. Uh Clayton over there was explaining this a couple episodes back. Uh check out Media Vandal podcast. Uh friends of the show. Um they were talking about the fact that he's the only character in the Marvel universe that is aware that he's a comic book character. He's really? aware, yeah, he's aware that that's the context in which he lives. Uh, I never heard that. So that's why he's so sarcastic and goofy and funny and and just you know just doesn't take it very seriously at all. He realizes he's a cartoon. I wonder how other comic book characters react when he says that. I think they're mostly confused. Well, he doesn't say it out loud. He just he just, he's just plays aware it. of he's, it. Yeah, he's aware of it. and He plays into it. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, that is uh, going to lead us to some movies. Uh, we're probably going to watch a few trailers here. and I'll, Maybe I'll cut out the actual trailer part that we watch. So you at home listening or wherever you are can go check out the, um, the trailer that we talk about. You said you saw the Mad Max trailer. I did. Fury Road. Fury Road. What Now, this is George Miller, the original guy behind the original trilogy of movies, the Mad Max movies. Did he in the do 80s. Thunderdome as well? Yes, he did. I don't know he did Thunderdome. I'm pretty sure. I'll check I, I'm, out. I'm not doubting you. I just didn't know. I believe he did. And okay. um, George Miller is back in a big, bad way. What did you think of the trailer? I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, it, it looked very much in line with everything else I've seen from any Mad Max movie. It felt a lot like... Like it could have been the second any, one, Road any Warrior. of Matt... Mad Max. It reminded me of Road Warrior like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, now, here's what here's what he's been up to. So, um, as a director, he did. did I see Happy Feet on there. Did he do something with that? Yeah, he did. Was he, a, he was a producer. Okay. 
Um, interesting. <laughs> kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> Happy Feet had the yeah, same plot. Mad Max. Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. Mad Max 3, Beyond Thunderdome. Happy Feet. <laughs> Mad Max 4, Beyond <laughs> Penguin Dome. Uh, so he did uh, some short films in the seven in the early 70s, and then by the end of the 70s, he made Mad Max with a little Australian, unknown Australian actor named Mellard Gibson. Mellard? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's pronounced Mallard. Mallard, yes. <laughs> Mal Gibson. Uh, and then that was 1979. A couple years later, he made The Road Warrior. Uh, then he did segment number four of the Twilight Zone movie. Do you remember which, which one that was? No, I don't. So let's see. Segment four. Because uh, the first, the opening one was uh, the opening of the movie. I forget who directed that, but. Yeah, that was uh, Daniel. Was it Daniel Stern? And it was Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd turns into a monster or something. Stern. You want to see something really scary? Let's see. Let's see. Let's that see. was really great opening. Yeah, it was a good opening. It was a very 80s Twilight Zone, though. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg did the one called Kick. Uh, it wasn't Kick the Can. That was the game they played. Yeah. But is that the name of it? I don't it? know if that was the name, but yeah, the, all the old people play Kick the Can and they get young again. It was actually it was based very Spielberg. Spiel, Spielbergian. Spielbergian. It was actually actually an old episode. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, it's called Kick the Can, segment two. Um, the prologue and segment one were both directed by John Landis. Oh, okay, yeah. He um, was awesome. What happened kick, to that guy? Uh, it's all right. Let's stay on point. Yeah. Here. Since um, we're on our third tangent. <laughs> uh, Joe Dante did segment three, and then George Miller did segment four. So it was all you know 80s directors that were of note at the time. Um but we won't get into what segments or what. Was Just, it the the Gremlin? Because I know they remade the Gremlin. Oh, maybe it was that one. The wing on the something on the wing of the plane. Yeah, which was a, it was with which was with Jonathan Lithgow in the right. movie. But originally it was Shatner. There's something on the wing of the plane. There's something like that. Something on the wing of the plane. <laughs> I don't know. Jim Carrey does a great because I've. Got to, mister. That's a little bit Shatner, even when he did the, the mask character. Anyway. That wasn't the mask. That was from Ace Ventura, that part oh, you just said. You. Okay. When he's in the tank. So then he does, like, let's see, director, director. So then George Miller goes on and does a TV miniseries or two, and then he does Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome in 85. Since then, the only movies he's directed were The Witches of Eastwick Which in 87. Lorenzo's. I didn't, I didn't know he did that either. Lorenzo's Oil, 92. Um, <laughs> he did a, t a TV documentary called 40,000 Years of Dreaming. Uh, then he did a sequel to a movie that he did not do the first one for called Babe, Pig in the City. Are you serious? He, he did, was he the directed, director for that? He also directed Happy Feet. What the hell happened Feet. to that guy? He directed Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2 and wow. then Mad what, Max Fury Road. What year was that? Uh, Pig in the City, 98. I wonder if he had kids. He must have because he did that in Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two. Yeah, I mean, in, the, or in 2006 maybe, and 2011. He's, he's got to be. He's in his. He's, he's got to be now, in his seventies right? or so. Yeah, hey, maybe I would he think. had grandkids, and so he started making movies for them. You know what? Like, I think so he may have just gone. Departure. I think he must have just gone. Hey, kids' movies make a ton of money. Yeah, they do. Um. So yeah, the, you get the kid. You got to get the parent. Fury Road. We don't have Mel Gibson anymore. We have Bane. Yes, we have Bane. Oh, that's a terrible impression of Bane. Driving around in his uh, 
what was it? The Destroyer? The Destroyer. No, the Interceptor. Well, right, 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 right. The last of the Interceptors. Uh, so it looks a lot like uh, the second movie to me. It's all out in the desert. They're driving all around. They're blowing shit up. Doing all kinds of but crazy shit. It just he kept it looking the way it was supposed to look, which I think is really cool. So I'm excited yeah. for it. And um, Charlize Theron is was, missing an arm in this one. I was disappointed that um, they he didn't have more uh, that Tom Hardy didn't have more lines in the in preview, the trailer. In yeah. the trailer, he's yeah. just kind of quiet the whole time. Maybe that's his new thing. He's going to be in movies quiet. where he doesn't talk much. Um, then there was another movie trailer that I guess was, or maybe it was just a sneak peek, but it was the third Hobbit movie. Yeah, I didn't get much out of that. There Let me was watch a lot it, of like, I haven't seen it yet. There's a lot of like clashing and sword fighting, and you know, some people walking right, we'll around. We'll check it out here. A couple things being said, but it was just. Are we pausing? No. Oh. One day I'll remember. Remember everything that happened. The good, the bad. Those who survived. Oh, yeah. Smog, like, gets pissed at the end of the last one. Right, and he's heading for the floating town or whatever. Wait, this song was from the original trilogy. It's even the guy singing it who's not even born yet in this movie. It's just, it's a heavy song. It's yeah. a good song. It looks like, it sounds like it should be the opening of a metal song. Like I don't think this is the same guy. This guy's got a little bit better voice. No, this is the same guy. I guarantee it. It's straight out of that movie. Straight out of the two towers. Okay. Mist and Shadow, I think, was the name of the song. Okay, more special effects, more yeah. um, hobbits looking around, in. creatures, people Lord of the Ringing around. <laughs> hey, from the director of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you don't say. Okay, so now we got uh, what's his name? I don't know who you're talking about. There's a lot of what's Legolas, his names. you know, Legolas. Yeah, it looks like a, a Hobbit movie. Yeah. That's or kind Lord of what I got movie. out of it. It didn't get me any more excited to see it. Hey, there's Gandalf in it. One last time. They're like, oh, it's going to be so heavy this time, you guys. Yeah, I have no idea what happens. <laughs> I, I, I know survives. that Smog dies, but... Right, and everyone else lives, right? Because... Most of those people... They're all in the in the. As far next as we know, series. all those dwarves could die. I mean... No, actually, some of them... I think are referred to. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm just. I mean, it was just kind of left me with a feeling of. Was there? Huh. A, did you see the Hunger Games uh, trailer yet? Yeah, I didn't see that. Was that any good? Um, it didn't. It didn't say a lot either. It's just like there's another Hunger Games movie coming. Well, there's also a new trailer for Sin City Two. Did you see that? I don't think I've seen that. Oh, okay. Let's see. Here we go. It's called A Dame to Kill For. It and should be called. I, I've been watching. I guess because this one's coming out. It should been, be called a dame for which I would kill. Shot in the gut. Oh, it's freezing for a second there. It was the babe. That's Frank Miller. And Robert Rodriguez. In the trailer, the two makers of the movie are in the trailer. It's rotten town. It's rotten town. So this is how much later is this supposed to be? Because it's actually like it's, eight years since the movie last movie happened. 
tearing me up how much I love you and what I gotta do. Green Leota. Green Leota looks scary. Oh, he's back. Yep. Um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke's character. He's awesome. I told you you'd be back. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah. You belong here. I don't know who There's he plays. Rosario Dawson. Reprising her role. She was in the first one, right? Yep. And now we got Jogo. Somebody's gonna win. Joseph he belongs Gordon in that it. movie. Yeah, that makes Stacey Keach. Now, oh, no, no, new... uh, that's Powers Booth. But this other chick that's playing Miho is not the same one that was Miho in the first movie. Yeah. Ava Green's in it. Huge cast. Michael Clark Duncan? No, that's he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> you racist. It's a different black guy. It looked a lot like him. You just think they all look the same, don't you? No. Horrible racist. Trying to trying to put racism in my mouth. It's fun. Okay, it kind of sounds like Mark, Michael Clark Duncan, too. Body and soul. When she wishes it, we die. Who was that, though? Yeah, see, there's Miho, but that's not the same girl that played Miho in the first one, who I really liked, actually. Because she looked so young and like Deadly couldn't possibly Miho. be dangerous at all. Oh, and then Bruce Willis plays like. Is he coming back? Well, he's dead. Right. So Nancy's remembering him. Ah, uh, okay. He's in her head. Because he died for her. Actually, it looks like there's more color in this movie. Not to me. I mean, there's still like that sparse color where every once in a while, like something, something has a something eye-catching will have a have some Eyes color and to lipstick. it. But there was a scene or two where it's like a lot of stuff is in color, explosions in color. That's kind of cool. Oh, and uh, Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. She was great in uh, his last movie. Um, Robert Rodriguez's last movie, which was uh, Machete Kills. Machete? She was pretty good in it. Be a man. See a lot more color. Look at that. Ah. That's where the name comes <laughs> from. Mickey Rourke gets the line. That looks pretty good, but it looks... Dogs? Is he? No. Is he? We're recording a podcast. No. It's not the dog cast. Uh-uh. Hey, get over here. Come, come here. be on. Come be our audience for the podcast. Come on. Come here, dogs. Uh, it looks to me like it's as good as the original one. Could be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be as good. I I'm Just saying it, it looks the, like it could the be novelty as good. of and the you right. Know, it's this. worn off a little bit, but it's also been right. eight years since that movie came out. So it's been a long. It's kind of like, hey, let's all go back to this and enjoy it again. Yeah. Um, we also had a question from. My friend Aaron Feely, um, she asked, "Are you looking forward to seeing the movie Tusk?" Tusk. Do you know of the movie Tusk? I've heard of it. How? Do I, what is it about again? I'll show you the trailer. No, just tell me. No, what's no, about. no. This will be tell even more me. fun if I just show you the trailer. This comes out on September nineteenth. Ooh, it's rated R. Comes out on my birthday. Happy to see rated R movies. And he'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. Hemingway said that. Yes, he did. 
They said it to me. I don't want you to go to Canada tomorrow. It's for the podcast. Wow, and it paused there. Weird. I travel around and I interview weird or interesting people. So look out, you crazy Canucks. Was that Haley Joel Osment? It is. Oh my God, he's looking more and more like... I'm an old man who has enjoyed a long and storied life at sea. And after eons of oceanic adventure, I know I do not wish to spend my remaining years alone when I have such stories to share. How far is Bifrost from here? That's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I hate American guys. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Michael Parks. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more involved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Michael Parks looks awesome with this. Joel Osmond's looking more and more like Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> He's taking up his mantle. Why are you doing this? Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? supposed to be funny it's weird it's very weird i'm so scared this guy wants to turn into an animal or something i don't want to die in canada crazy kevin, new kevin smith movie i liked um red state, red state. It was pretty so good this is um this is the one i played you the audio for on their podcast where they came up with the whole idea by reading an article about a guy who wanted to someone to wear a walrus costume that he'd been working on for years and years. So they took it to the next level where this guy kidnaps someone. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like they stole it from uh, Human Centipede. So uh, he actually He's like trying to, to surgically alter a guy. To yes. Like... And so he actually referred to that in a tweet recently. Um, Kevin Smith was saying, let me see if I can find the actual tweet. <laughs> He acknowledged that he ripped off Human Centipede? Not just Human Centipede. Um Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Misery smoked some centipede and drank Frankenstein wine while boning Dr. Moreau in a red state. So he's kind <laughs> of referencing all these different stories and movies. I keep seeing articles with Kevin Smith where it's like he's he talks about his experience with the new Batman versus Superman, like being on the set of no, the no, Batman no, no. Superman. Star movie. Wars. Well, then there was also the Star Wars one, too. Oh, he, I don't know that he went on the set of the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. He hasn't talked about that. Well, he saw the Batsuit before everyone. No, no, no. He didn't go to the set. Uh, ben Affleck or or somebody sent him a picture. I think it was Ben Affleck sent him a picture. Oh, was it? I yeah. thought he had seen it firsthand. No, I don't think he saw it firsthand. He, uh, If he did, it wasn't on the set of the movie, I don't think. But anyway, he all he got to see was the picture of the... He said the picture is not one of the ones we've seen recently. Did you see the new picture, the profile of uh, Batfleck? 
Yeah. The close-up profile. Yeah. I think it looks good. He still looks sad. Um, when is that still supposed sad to come Batman. out? Christmas? Uh, no. 2016. 2016? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't wait. Just keep going about your life. Yeah. Don't hold your no breath. Doubt. It'll be out when it's out. <laughs> 2016. I, I explained to my parents, because they were over here last week, and they had dinner, and uh, I was asking them, Man of Steel's been on one of the movie channels lately. Oh, yeah. So I asked them if they had seen it, and they're like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, did you hear that they're making a Batman versus Superman movie? And my mom just looks at me, and there's this puzzled look. She's <laughs> like, why would Batman fight Superman? I'm like... Well, really, it's like, you no, know, I remember asking that it's as just a like kid. a nerd's wet dream. But well, but I think I remember hearing that as a kid or thinking that as a kid and maybe even later teenager or something. And I think I may have asked you or somebody and I was like, why would they be fighting? Aren't they both good guys? And they want to, you know, get rid of crime and stuff like that. And I think it was either you or somebody else uh, that maybe in said our circle, Batman's going to get his ass kicked. No, basically said, first of all, Batman would not get his ass kicked. He would prepare mentally and plan Say what you want. He would make, remember <laughs> there was a cartoon or something where he made, or maybe it was one of the comics, but he made a, a kryptonite laden bat suit. So every punch he lands on, I think it was in the dark Knight rises. Every punch he lands is like crippling wait, 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 Superman wait. in the dark Knight rises. There was a, he has a kryptonite suit. I'm sorry. Dark Knight oh, Returns, the comic. Oh, book. the comic book. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Dark yes. Knight Rises. Watch out now. I okay. don't remember that part. <laughs> I'm the man villain here, not Superman. So anyway, I, I would get the feeling voice. that Batman would be more of the villain in well, that circumstance. It's because no, I it, basically what it is is that um, Superman's the they call him the the Boy Scout. You know, he's the all American. Works yeah, he with never the does anything wrong. He works all, for the president and everything like that. But he then, gets all pissed off when he acts to kill somebody whose <laughs> only goal in life is to kill every living human being on the planet. <laughs> oh, don't make me kill him. Oh, I had to kill him, and I feel bad about it. Man. <laughs> he could have just, like, poked his eyes out without killing him. Uh, he was using his laser around, eyes. He'd but, still be around then. Anyway, my point is that Batman is the vigilante. He doesn't do things the way people want. They, you know, the yeah. government wants to control what he does or take him down. And he's like, no. And then Superman's like, come on, dude. You got to do it like the right way. And Batman's like, no, fuck you. No, I'll do it any fucking way I want. I'm Batman. No, fuck you. Swear to me. <laughs> I don't swear. I'm Superman. <laughs> I never lie, Lois. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's... Oh, yeah? Does this dress make me look fat? Uh, mm. It depends on your definition of fat. <laughs> so, uh, those are my favorite things that came out as far as movie uh, things that were announced. I think um, there was some exciting stuff. Did you see the new J.J. Abrams uh, Ho Star Wars Hope for Change commercial? Hope for Change? Hope for Change is uh, the UNICEF fundraising campaign they're doing they're, okay. and it's all through the new star wars movie and so he's been doing this thing saying hey visit the website enter for a chance to win a walk-on role in the movie and stuff like that so does this mean that jj Abrams isn't going to do another star trek movie for a while i think he's producing the third one but someone else is directing oh. but he's only doing this one movie oh. this one star wars movie oh really i thought he was signed on to do all three no 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 I mean, it makes sense. None of the original three were, were all the same, by the same guy. person. Yeah. 
and it was and the the only trilogy that was directed all by the same person was not such a great thing artistically. Which trilogy are you oh, talking I about? Think that would be the prequel trilogy that came out nineteen ninety nine, two thousand two, and two thousand and five. Oh, that's weird. I don't remember any of those. It's like they never happened. Oh, it must be so nice. <laughs> you must live in paradise. Um, so, uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to ask if you saw was they did release a new image for the Batman Superman movie, but it wasn't either of those characters. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it Lex Luthor? No, it was not. Mr. Luthor. No, it was uh, an Mr. actress Luthor? named Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, during Wonder Woman. Yeah, did you see the picture? Yeah, she looks well, like... Well, then why did you say you didn't? Because I didn't know she was going to be in that movie. Oh, you thought it was its own movie? Yeah, isn't it? Nope, It's uh, she's in this movie. Why is it not showing that? It just showed it a second ago. Yeah, um, she looks like Xena Warrior Princess. Actually, I did see somebody post a picture of Xena like, next to her. It's go- the exact doing, same thing. She's just going... <laughs> she's got this look on her face in full costume. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, it it's similar to the Xena thing, but it's technically similar. Technically, uh, what's her name? Diana. Yeah, Diana and uh, Xena would be like sisters or cousins because they're both Amazonians. I had no, I, I I never knew that about Wonder Woman. Yep, she's until I read Amazon. a little bit into her story. That she's not from the she's Amazon. From, she's from she's the, like a planet, a race of Amazonian women. Oh, okay. So I, I was going to exactly say I thought she was that... from another planet, but I guess she is. Yeah, I guess she is, and that that really helps. Actually, somebody posted a picture of an airplane hangar and said leaked live from the set or leaked from the set of the new Batman Superman movie. It's it's uh, Wonder Woman's plane. It was just an empty hangar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's yeah. invisible. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it didn't blow me away, but it was a. It's like okay, cool. Wonder Woman's first appearance on the big screen ever. Does she have her golden lasso that makes people tell the truth? It's a golden lariat. Thank you very much. Oh, but sorry. Yeah. Uh, I guess she does. I don't know. She didn't have it in that picture. But now the Simpsons. I want to know it, before we move on to the Simpsons is when is Aquaman getting in? Easily the coolest superhero ever. You he don't talks that. to fish. He doesn't just talk to them. All they, all you have to do to thwart Aquaman is not be in the ocean or move a few feet inland. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there was a there. There was a, an article I read by some nerd that was just like, "Let me explain why Aquaman, Aquaman is the coolest." And it was like, "No, he doesn't just talk to fish. He fucking commands them. So he could send a shark after your face if he wanted to." Um, right. I won't be in the ocean. <laughs> I'm gonna be over here robbing a bank he on could, land. He could fucking hit your your neighborhood with a tsunami if he wanted to. He can control the water too. Yes. Well, he can control all sorts of forces of. Uh, but the, then he wipes out like hundreds of thousands of innocent people. With well, a tsunami. if he's gonna get the right guy, he's gonna have to crack a few eggs, I suppose. Maybe he can do like in the abyss, where there's just like a tube of water that comes out and can like. Yeah, he does stuff like that. Um, I'd have to find the exact thing and kind of go all through it, but. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. He apparently has some pretty awesome telepathic. I mean, he's not just talking to the fish. He's fucking controlling them. And it's like... That's kind of... I don't know. That's against nature. He can can travel faster than a dolphin, so he can go all the way... 50 miles an hour. Well... What are the no? What are the fastest animals in the water? I have no idea. Anyway, he goes he goes supersonic speeds underwater and stuff like that. Um, hmm. Yeah. Still anyway, lame. that's another thing. So still he, quite lame. <laughs> um, the so Flash the Simpsons, can at least move so fast that he can walk through walls. 
He, I just might as well just bust through him at that speed. Well, no, he can like vibrate. Yeah, he can vibrate right so much at the right frequency that he can walk through walls. That's that's handy, especially yeah. when you're moving that fast. You don't really have time to look and see what's in well, front of you. It doesn't seem like he does that very fast. What move through the walls? Yeah, he still kind of has to like. He has to like. He still kind of has to like feel his way through, I guess, or something like. Yeah, that. he's he's best in an open field or on a highway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Batman, Green Lantern, Superman. They're like the coolest members of the Justice League. What about the Martian Manhunter? He's... <sighs> you don't know nothing about him. I know a little bit about him. <laughs> just that they kind of threw in this guy who's got a bunch of like mop-up powers. This is like, <laughs> everything we need, else we need we... something to happen, something magical to happen here. The Martian guy's going to take care of it. <laughs> He'll do it. Yeah. Um, did you hear the news about... There's a couple things on the Simpsons front for this new season. Nope. First episode, they're going to kill someone off again. Okay. And we're told it's not just some like Frank Grimes type character that you've never heard of before. And then he dies in that episode. Uh, it's a character we've seen in several, at least several episodes. And the person who did the voice for this character won an, uh, a grant, not a Grammy. What do you call it? An Emmy for that performance. So. It actually comes down to, let me see if I can find exactly who it can be narrowed down to. Marge. It, she's one of the ones, I believe, that is in the running for who could be killed off. But I don't think it's going to be anyone in the main family. Um, you should just, just stop. Just stop making new episodes. What yeah, you, 25 years they should have just Are you it. trying to prove this? I mean, at this point in time, what are you trying to accomplish by making new episodes of The Simpsons? Oh, they're not trying to accomplish anything but make money i mean it's it's um you know a place where they can sell commercial space so it's commercial real estate in a way um let me see if i can find the actual still here yeah on september 28th one of these will die so we have here based on the clues we've been given um it's Bart's one of them marge simpson they can't kill bard <laughs> You know how dark the Simpsons would get if they killed Bart or Lisa or Homer or Lisa. They should just kill Maggie and be done with it. <laughs> she never. No, they're all in the future episodes, so they must live. You know, come on now. So Marge could be dying. Grandpa. Grandpa's been old for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Sideshow Bob because Kelsey Grammer's kind of becoming a douchebag. Is he? What's he up to? I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm basing that on nothing. Just yeah, pretty much. No, I I don't know. I've been reading stuff, but again, I can't think of anything specific. Okay, here's here out of all these characters you see here, and I'll go through them really quick. Marge Simpson, Grandpa Abe Simpson, um, Marge's mother. Does she have a first name? I can't remember. Agnes? No, that's no, that's Skinner. Skinner's. Um. Anyway, it's Mrs. Bouvier. We'll say. Yeah. Bart Simpson, comic book guy. I didn't. I couldn't believe anybody got a. I guess the character. Oh. He didn't get an Emmy for voicing the character. Hank but... Azaria that does that? Yeah, so maybe he got a an Emmy for voice acting on The Simpsons. But, but not necessarily for that, that character. character. Um, Selma, I think that is. Yeah. There's only one, not Patty. Oh, Patty and Selma are both there. Yeah. Um, Sideshow Bob Terwilliger. Yep. Um, Krusty the Clown, Lisa Simpson. Uh, Moe Mo Sislak, Homer Simpson, Homer J. Simpson. Um yeah, who's Rabbi the rabbi? Cr- rabbi Krustovsky. Oh, Krusty's dad? And a very I sad... I you said it wasn't going to be one of those Frank Grimes characters. He's been in several episodes. 
He's been in multiple <clears throat> episodes. Give me a break. And a very sad-looking Apu, Nahasapima Petalon. Now, here's Nahasa the next clue. Nahasapasa whatever. <laughs> here's, the, here's the next clue. The episode's title is Down in, wait, Clown in the Dumps. That's just to throw you off. I so think it's, it won't be Krusty. No, I'm not thinking it's Krusty. I think it's his dad. Hoyshel Krustovsky. And well, then that, that would, makes that would make sense because he's the least popular character out of, of all the whole of these. group. And but he's freaking hilarious. Jackie Mason did the voice for him. I don't remember. Oh my god. Okay. I don't remember who Jackie Mason is. Jackie Mason, he talks like this. He tells jokes oh, up on stage. Yeah. He does this. He does that. Yeah, when I worked at Kids Country, <laughs> I read this. It was a Hanukkah book. Uh I forget what it was called. It was like Herschel of Ostropol. <laughs> what? But I read the whole book with that, how did you describe it? That Jackie Hasidic, Mason style yeah. like accent? Yeah. But he was no match for Heuschel of Ostropol. <laughs> you understand Here's Jackie guy? Mason. But look at the Jewish husbands. They're afraid to laugh. When you tell jokes to Gentiles, they laugh. Jewish husbands don't laugh. They have to get permission from their wives. The Jew never laughs unless he looks at his wife first. Isn't he funny? He's funny, isn't he? <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not. He's old. I school. thought he was. I thought he was. It's up to you. It's up to you. It so happens that I like him. I don't. I thought I did. I thought I did. So there you go. That's Jackie Mason. Yeah. They don't so even he got an he got an Emmy for performing as Krusty's dad, and my guess is that's where we're going to see him. But the other thing that's happening. Is a Simpsons Family Guy crossover. I heard so, about that. So check out this uh, sneak peek trailer that they gave out of this episode during the Simpsons panel, I believe. We're stuck here, Peter, and we don't even know where we are. Well, there's a sign. I guess this is the opening of the episode or something. Guess we're in a town called Springfield. Springfield, eh? What state? I can't imagine we're allowed to say. <laughs> well, this Springfield place seems nice. We should visit here again. I don't know, Lois. This seems like a one-shot deal. <laughs> oh, and don't drink the water. Everybody around here looks like they have hepatitis. Everyone's but yellow. Blue, they're all A dozen beige. donuts for our albino visitors. <laughs> wow, for real? So here you go. Twelve, ten, eight donuts. Mmm, <laughs> donut. I think you and I are going to get along just okay. <laughs> hey, you want to make a prank phone call? Ooh, prank phone call. Most Tavin, most speaking. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a friend, last name Keybum, first name Lee. Yeah, hang on, I'll check. Uh, hey, guys, do I got a Lee Keybum? Come on, look at the stools. Uh, is there a Lee Keybum? <laughs> he hasn't done one of those. Oh in my god, that's amazing! That's the coolest thing ever. Hey, I want to try. Okay. Mo's tavern. Hello, Mo. Your sister's being raped. Is that is that one? <laughs> Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin are a great team. A greater team than than. Ah, uh-huh, keep going. Than he wants to do a else? Something else. I don't know what this is. It's, okay, I'll do it. Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin are an even greater team than the Air Force. Hold steady, I got him in my sights. Woohoo! Yeah! Yeah, we did it. 
What's he doing here? You know, we gotta carry him because he can't fly on his own. <laughs> we let that other guy try and look what happened. No, 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 no! <laughs> skateboarding. Still here wearing Bart's clothes. Oh my god, that was great! I mean, unless you think it sucked, in, in which case it sucked. I got a little something for you. Here you go, Pawtucket Patriot Ale. The <laughs> best good. Quahog has to offer. Down the hatch! Yeah, it's pretty good, right? No, <laughs> it's not good. This beer tastes exactly like Duff. It's just a lousy ripoff. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not a rip-off of Duff. <laughs> it may have been inspired by Duff, but I... I like to think it goes in a different direction. Oh, this is just the same as Duff, but, like, worse! Hey, come on now, this is my favorite beer you're talking about. Hell, I work for the company, it's my livelihood. Oh, yeah? Well, your livelihood is based on fraud. Look at this! Huh? It's Duff underneath. Duff underneath. Oh, good classic fight scene. Yeah, except Homer's the chicken. Because they do have a fight. He does fight the chicken on the bus. Yeah, all the time. He fights the chicken all the goddamn time. Hey, knock it off! There's a kid back there! <laughs> I'm in danger! Good old Ralph. <laughs> Goes blind. I'll crash into those nuclear power plants. Causing a meltdown uh -oh. instantly. <laughs> they switch animated styles for right. a brief moment. As will happen in a nuclear meltdown. Oh, they fall into a vat of toxic ooze. <laughs> and are imbued with superpowers. <laughs> Perfect. The Earthlings are destroying themselves. Kang and Kodo shouldn't be anywhere but in Halloween episodes. It appears that I am now the only one with radioactive powers, which will allow me to unleash my fury. Oh, I talked too long. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it seems like they let the both teams of writers write for the, their own characters. So is this a Simpsons episode or a Family Guy episode? Trust me, we're not. <laughs> Uh, it says Family Guy, so maybe it's a Family Guy episode. Yeah, hard to tell, but I think that's what they were getting at right there. Um, and the comment here it is pop start culture. With the Family Guy. It, the the uh, the comment here is pop culture eats itself. Um. Anyway, that's most of that stuff. So we got to take a quick break and uh, do a commercial for our sponsor. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. So we'll be right back after this. Hey everybody, it's Mike here from the Mike and Rob podcast. And guess who's with me today? Me. It's Rob. It's Rob from the Rob and wait, right Mike and Rob podcast. Also, I guess. Yeah. I keep wanting to call it something else, but it's, it's not. Rob. So uh, we have it's an important me. sponsor. Yeah. So we have an important sponsor today that we can. Uh, we we're excited to bring you. It's Rob. Yeah, I know. Okay. 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 So we've got this uh, new sponsor today. It's uh, it's Tree Bark. Tree bark? Get yourself some tree bark, stupid. Oh, can't believe we're sponsored by tree bark. Oh, think about it. Think about all the wonderful things that tree bark can do. You it, you can use certain kinds of it to cork your wine bottles. Yes. You can um, find you can ants. rub it on your face. Yeah, you can. You can find ants underneath it and go, you, look, ants. You can use it to cover playgrounds with. 
if you chop it up into little pieces about the square inch or so. It's still tree bark. Oh, baby, is it ever. And this special uh, offer is, is a one-time only uh, thing that they're just doing for our podcast. You go to the website, www.oohthatsomesweettreebark.com, and uh, you're going to get yourself a, a big fat discount if you put in the offer code MICROBPODCAST. And, Let me uh, tell you what you're going to get. With, what are you going to get? With your, you are going to get exactly 16 tons of tree bark for the low, low price of one thirty nine nine ninety five nine five nine six. Sweet. Yes. That's like 80% off. It's, it's such a good deal. Man, I've never had that much tree bark for that particular amount of money. Right? <laughs> I mean, so, so here's the great thing about tree bark. If you didn't have bark on your trees, all your trees would be naked all the time. Yeah. Showing their wieners, showing their boobs 24-7. Ugh, tree boobs. Ugh, tree wiener. God. Do they just call it a treener? Treener, butt, tree butt. You don't want to see butt. no tree butt. Mm-hmm. You're driving down the street. You take your kids to the redwood forest, nothing but redwood butt in your face all yep. day long. That's why you got to have tree bark. Get your tree bark, dress up them trees all fancy schmancy. Now don't settle for substitutes. Oh, you know, these people who want to sell you plastic to put around your trees. Yeah, tree cover. Give or, me a break. Or glass. Who are you trying to kid with that shit? No, that's that's crap. Now, Rob, you know the trouble I've been having with fake tan, with fake tree bark. Mike, you've been having some serious ass problems with fake tree bark. Oh, tree bark that when you try to pull it off the tree and start chewing it, your teeth just break and fall out. They just break. It doesn't crunch up nicely no. and form a nice fibrous digestible. Exactly. This is a problem that many Americans in the modern 2014 internet age era are dealing with on a constant day-to-day basis. So right. we're going to help you out. Go to oohthatsomesweettreebark.com or dial 1-800-GIVME-THAT-SWEET-ASS-TREEBARK. And for those of you who need to spell it out, it's oh, yeah. www.o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-
just like nothing's happening and it's the best thing ever. Okay, so I had a I had a question um, about what we uh, could do to make baseball more interesting because I know people like to complain that baseball is. Um, a slow game to watch. They it just depends on who you are. Some people like the buildup of suspense of what happens between the pitches, and other people I think also that find there's it just not casual, enough excitement like, happening. It's kind of like watching golf. You don't really watch intensely. You just kind of it's casual, and it just kind yeah, of you can, on, and you can do something else while it's on. Yeah, and, and it's just quick, kind of the, the quick, sound of the people in the crowd and the announcer kind of droning on. It kind of it's kind of nice to fall asleep to if you want, or while you're doing other things. But what if every moment of that game was super intense? What could you change in the baseball rules to make the game like way more exciting? Wow, that's a good question, Mike. So my first thing was that we start out with. Catching a fly ball, no longer an out. The ball is still in play until you either tag the runner or get him a force out. At so what's the point base. of catching it, really? Getting getting it to the baseman or I guess. tagging it. So That would be an interesting thing. I mean, there'd be way more hits. Way more. Everything's a hit if you connect. You'd and, almost and have it's to not call a foul it, ball. You'd almost have to call it baseball two. Right. Because the record books, which are just so precious in we baseball no we couldn't it'd be like those. completely different thing or or it'd be like this before new rules and after new rules baseball right new rules baseball so new rules baseball so the other rules thing with a z the other rules. thing i said might be cool is if uh there was no such thing as the ball being dead if it's a home run because if it, it would if somebody kept it but if a, a spectator yeah. picked up the ball and threw it back into the field which they're not allowed to do, but they sometimes do anyway. The yeah. ball is then still in play, and the runner has to get all the way around the bases and get back home before he gets tagged. Right, but the fan, ha- the fans have to throw it back in the field in a certain amount of seconds. Say, right, it couldn't like, be like the next inning, but it has to be say like that play five seconds before he gets home. I disagree with that rule. Why? I just think that. It, it's too advantageous for some parks who have like bleachers What's- full of people. Because sometimes it like rattles around in there, and it'd be like this mad scramble to like try and grab the ball and get it back in there quickly. I mean, not that they wouldn't be doing in that if they're trying to get the guy running, but I think it'd be too easy to like stop a guy from getting a home. Okay, run so what way. if if you throw the ball back, then a, a fan of the opposing team gets to kick you in the balls <laughs> no. once, just one no, time. Nope, I'm not an advocate. Well, not of getting you, kicked in just the nuts. that guy. No. Because <laughs> it could be me. It could be you. If I was in the bleachers during a World Series game. I just think game, it's only fair. And I was trying to throw the ball back, I would not be willing to get kicked in the nuts by another fan. Uh, what if the baseball bat had to be set on fire before you could Ooh, go up to You know bat? what they could do instead? Don't ignore my baseball bat on fire. Just hold ploy. it for a second. All right. There's, at any point, there's two players from the opposing team. Standing in foul territory, kind of like where those ball the ball boys do. Which which team, offense or defense? Who's whoever's up? on offense has has two players that are standing near where the ball in the foul territory. The foul territory. So if a so home one runs, on each side. so if a home runs hit, yeah, and the the fans throw the ball back into the stadium, there <laughs> those players can go out and try and intercept it <laughs> and throw the ball again back into the stands. Making it, you know, to, to either buy more time or throw it somewhere where no one can get to it. Is there thus physical, solidifying the home run? Is there physical combat allowed between the offensive and defensive players on the field? Only slap fighting. 
<laughs> okay, so now when you come up to bat, you have to set your bat on fire. And Oof. and if it gets down to your hands and starts catching you on fire, you're out. <laughs> it's like a, a giant match. Well, yeah, basically it's burning down from the top. If you, if you drop the bat. Yeah. So then you're then you're automatically out, but you got to start swinging. Like, but when wait, what if they set the ball on fire? Uh, I guess it'd be, be hard tough to for pitch. the pitcher and yeah. the catcher. But the bat, at least, it's like a timer running down. And what's funny is, you How know, long you, it would take you to got burn to hit through a baseball bat. No, it's soaked in it's soaked in oil, and it's not really powerful. But only oil. at a certain point, right? So now not it's burning down. Thing. It's burning down. And it's gonna get to your hands, but what's what's gotta happen is that you gotta hit that ball before it gets to your hands. But that means as you're swinging the bat, it's making it even. It's fanning the flames. You're moving it through the air, and it's like well, some guys swing so hard they might put it out. Not with the is oil. that at an advantage? What no. happens if that happens? What if it's what if it's lightly raining? Uh, that's cheating. Well, it's oil. There's oil on it. It's keeping it lit. But what happens if the bat goes out? Uh, the bat boy brings you a new bat and the ump sets it on fire and you start again. <laughs> okay. What if, uh, every, and once, once you got on base, uh, the third, first base coach comes out and takes off your helmet and puts a scorpion on your head and puts the helmet back on. Uh, I don't like it. I don't know what, what that would be all about. I guess incentive to get all the way around the bases and back to your dugout so you could take the scorpion out again. Nah, you're like no it. fun. I don't like the scorpion. <laughs> What would you say if somebody put scorpions on your I head? I want to go back to the bat. On what would fire. you say if somebody put scorpions on your head? Ah, uh, there's a scorpion in ah, my head. Ah, scorpions! <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? It was from uh, the uh, the Emperor's New Groove. He got like scorpions, scorpions. started falling on him, and yeah. he just went, "Ah, scorpions!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just Sorry, a weird thing I, to yell out. I, I realize we're supposed to just be having fun here, but I kind of want to make up some legitimate. <laughs> New baseball rules. Uh, okay, so so the new, one new rules baseball. ones that we actually could do is is the catching a pop fly doesn't count as an out. You it's still in play until well, you, you do tag. the bat on fire. I'm just I think the score <laughs> physically is, you could. It's a little too crazy. Sometimes you got to sit out there for. What if there's a pitching change? No, you got to start stealing some bases, dude. Well, I mean, there's only so many bases. Well, they'll you take the steal. scorpion out for the pitching change. Come on, Let's and then he's got to go back. He's got to put him back in there. While the ball is in play and while the pitcher is on the mound ready oh, to pitch. Oh, that sucks. Okay, so, but let's I go for some I wouldn't even want to play. What if um, there were, oh, I think if you hit five foul balls, let's say th- three foul balls in a row, you're out. Well, okay, but let's say, what if you have no strikes when you start that? So it's Don't, one strike, two strike, and then the third strike? No, it's still regular rules, but if you... What if there's a ball in between? What if you don't? Then it starts over again. Then it starts over. It's only but if, if you, you keep hit three swinging in a row. and you hit three foul balls in a row, you're out. Just moving the game along here. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm down with that. I'm down um, with that. If you hit... What about, what about the pitcher has a certain amount of time that the, in between each pitch where yes. they have to throw? Like It's kind of like in football when you have the, um, the, play, the clock. play clock. So yeah. you got to be I mean, what's clock. a good thing? Like... Four seconds, five seconds. They don't need from to the be time like they get the ball back. Ten seconds. Ten's a lot. It's already ten seconds. But he's got to like get back in his stance. It's already more than ten seconds. No, no, he's no. checking the guy keep, on we first. We got to keep this thing moving. Come okay. on. Okay. Five seconds. Five seconds. Okay. Five we're moving seconds. Along you get here. the ball back, and it's one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. And he's got to release 1, 000, the ball. Five. Let's say begin. Otherwise, let's what say happens? begin is wind up. 
Okay, and then what happens? Or throw to, the, or he, like try to pick off. If the umpire calls, ah, you didn't do it. Is it like a balk? You get the yes. Oh. It is a balk if you don't. So go there has to the, be someone on first base for that to be an issue. Well, let's say the batter just gets to go. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, that's like, pretty crazy. It's like a that walk. doesn't happen in a balk though. No. Yeah, because the no. balk is a rule to keep uh, pitchers from messing with. Um, uh, the runners on the base. Yeah, well, the, from doing illegal pickoff moves that right. aren't fair. Um, how about if you steal a base? Um, if you successfully steal a base, you get to slap the baseman that tried to stop you right square in the face. <laughs> Just one, like, bam! Okay. And you get to you- yell, bitch, at the same time. What do you think, Chubbs? <laughs> <laughs> he's I think he agrees. I don't know. He's microphone shy. Uh-huh. Then what? Um, what else can we do? Uh if okay, so this is one I've always wanted to do. If you hit the ball into well, you could have like certain distances. Like if you can hit it into this territory or that territory, it's an extra base an extra run on top of Oh, I know I had one that was similar to that where you could take runs off of the opponent if you hit it like out of the ballpark or if you break a glass or something like that if you achieve some i would love to see some rules where you could take runs off your opponent what if there's a way for you to score while you're on defense there's like there is in football yeah like that's that's always what kind of keeps football really crazy is that a score could happen for either team at any time right like an interception a turnover yeah if your team's at bad in baseball you you can at least rest assured that the other team's not going to score any runs so how would you do that then that, my friend, is the question. <laughs> okay, so um, if what if if you pick off? Oh, okay. If you can, if the pitcher can pick off a runner, then the baseman can start running the bases, <laughs> and the batter has to tag him with the ball somehow. <laughs> if so, if you throw the guy out at first, and it, the ump says okay, out, okay. yeah, the, the the first baseman drops his glove and starts running to second. No, 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 no. I got it. Okay, I got it. So they pick off the guy at first. You now get to have a guy from your bench come and run the bases. <laughs> like he's just running the bases. It's kind of like the ghost runner rule. It's a new yeah, new guy. If the defense can get him out, the out still counts to get them out of the inning. So there's still some motivation to like try to pick him up. Try to get him out and not just let him run. But if the other team gets a hit, but why don't they just let him run all the way around? Cuz you can't See, there's got to be some motivation for but, that. You can't just be, be like, like, okay, go to second. Okay, go to third. Okay, go I home. I know, but that's what we would do. I'd say like, well. There's, if- all right, well, well, we'll fill that in. But my point is, how cool <laughs> would that be if you got a guy on base and you're still pitching and the other team's still trying to get hits because you could still not, like if a guy, you have your runner on first, but the other team's still up. If they hit a home run, yeah, you get a run, but so do they. Ooh. Mm, interesting. So, so they it, still have motivation to try of, and get hits. Right. But what if they just But at the RBI same time, they could in. try and screw you over. Like, if they're winning, then they would just, like, strike out or something. Mm. But then that also brings your team up oh, again. What if... I think that pitch, would add a very team, interesting element to the game. What if the team gets three outs on the other team? The defense, you know, pitches and knocks three guys out. Uh-huh. Um, but they have the option every inning... To pitch to a fourth person or another batter for a, to get to four outs, but 
so it's an advantage for the team that's up to stay up for another out and hopefully try to score. But if they can get him, let's say, you have to do something specific where it'll take a run off of their score. Strike him out. Strike him out how? Like a strikeout swinging, strikeout looking? Just strike him out. You have to strike him out. Yeah. It can't be a pop out. It can't. Well, pop outs don't even exist anymore. <laughs> so it can't. <laughs> So so yeah so you have to get him either swinging or what or looking but he's got to be it's got to be a strikeout right what if it had to be a th- no okay so let's say he hits the ball again we're still waiting for a fourth out that's it right so and if you elect that and, and I guess after that batter let's say that rule is just completely negated so even if you, you still strike have out, to get the fourth out even if you strike out the next guy it doesn't matter you don't get the run you still have to get the next guy out yeah because and they can still keep going and they get can four keep outs. going but your opportunity to take one of their runs off is gone is gone i like you, that that's a good one yeah <laughs> new rules baseball everybody okay and, but if you do strike that guy out you can then go another one and try and take another run off <laughs> How? And, and do oh, five. Oh, you can keep doing it. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. That is would that, make is it that really too much. It might, the only problem I can see is that the uh, the other team would be like, uh, I guess, I guess because they still get the opportunity to keep scoring runs, but you're if, trying if to the take other team runs gets off like, of them. Yeah, but if the other team, the batting team, gets like, all you have to do is just like, like knock a, like do a bunt. Or something. So once the fourth out happens, even if three more runs come in, the fourth one happens, the coach can then still say, no, we want to go for a fifth out. And then they get their opportunity to knock another run off with a strikeout again. Yeah. It's the only thing I just thought about it, though, is if you're the batting team trying to get the fourth out, you can try and bunt. So it's a really high percentage like hit where you're not going to strike out. Yeah. I suppose you could because if you bunt with two strikes... That's a strikeout. It's considered a strikeout. Yeah. So there's some. Well, there's if you some... bunt and, and miss and don't successfully bunt. Yeah. So you'd want to do it against somebody who wasn't very good at bunting. Yeah. So it's kind of like depending on who's going to be up next. But and all that typically, stuff. the people who aren't the best at bunting are usually better at hitting. So there it wow. is. It's an interesting that's... rule. Yeah. If you want to try to get runs off of the team that's killing you already, you know, let's say it's six to five. Okay. Maybe we wouldn't risk it. But if it's like 10 to three. And you're like, let's try to knock a few runs off here because we got the top of our order coming up or something. I don't know. Yeah. It might be worth inning. it. It might be worth it yeah. to try to get a couple of their runs off. And so if you can strike out. But you can't go less than zero runs. No. Like if they have zero, you can, get you can, them, you can, you can knock you can't them all the way them, down to zero, but that's it. You can't get negative runs. <laughs> that's, okay. That'd just be too crazy. So people, if you have some ideas for new rules baseball, send them in to our Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike Rob podcast. Tweet them to Mike Rob podcast on Twitter and also email them or or email them, I suppose, to Mike Rob podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what you can do. I'm glad we recorded that because I already forgot about half of them. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this up. So uh, until next time, when we will come to you with episode 20, this is Mike and I'm Rob and we will catch you on the flip side later. Yeah.